One of them did four tours in Nam and won the Purple Heart and the Medal of Honor. I've seen fire. I've seen rain. I also made it rain fire. One of them is the world's deadliest sniper with a career kill list of over 150. The only romance I'm interested in is the romance I share with my rifle. One of them is a top secret super soldier with cybernetic implants. God gave me a great body. Science made it a killing machine. One might ask what they have in common. Murder. Murder. Kill. That's right. It's that they have gotten too old for this shit. That's why the good people at Stinker Industries have released a new line of tactical battle supplements for those mature-aged enforcers you know. Is this guy calling us old? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that I heard you were an authenticity advisor on that Noah movie. Thammer, your last words, sugar. No, no, he's right. I hunted a man for two weeks in the Himalayas last fall. Ten years ago, I would have caught him in just two days. It would have took much longer, because I kept having to go all the time. I'll admit that sometimes my wrist really hurts. When I'm lining up a kill shot, could be arthritis. I shit my pants while doing the splits. Oh my god, I can't even believe I slept with you. Oh god, I did too. We've got solutions for all your ailments. Hearing aids, muscle and joint pain, ointments, and especially for you, JCVD, incontinence medicine. It's universally older, because the ultimate weapons have just declared war on retirement. Available at your local Kmart. Hello and welcome to Sneaker Madness! Woo! Oh! We're back. It's another episode, another movie. The movie is Universal Soldier, chosen by one Jackie. Yeah! Listen to me, people! Jackie's pick. Usually you pick musicals and fancy costume movies. It's pretty, uh, pretty rare for you to pick a bang bang shoot 'em up and it's also rare that i am really territorial about my movies and i totally was like yeah you know what you can you, this is one of my all to my all-time favorites and i was totally like yep jackie you can have this one well that- you know what really sprung it on me sam was your introduction of lundgren to me and some of your other picks and i'm like dude okay i already like john claude and now that we've watched some uh Lundgren movies i i am just in i'm in this is easily dolph lundgren's finest acting performance oh boy well, I'm stuck about even better than Red Scorpion. No, like this is there's there's and it's not the whole thing, but like there are points in this movie that you will go, this guy might be able to do it. That's what I'm saying about Red Scorpion. I thought he I thought he did it in Red Scorpion, even though it's a it's a shitty action movie. I thought he did all right. Huh. I am surprised by that. I have never seen this film. I am excited about it. It's got three of my favorite hallmarks, including one unmentioned at this point, Roland Emmerich. I love Roland Emmerich it's movies. Interesting that this is the first Roland Emmerich and the first JCVD movie, but it's awesome because it's together. Yes, absolutely. I'm super pumped. Getting into the meat and bones of this episode <clears throat> is a little streaming do's and don'ts. 
Mm. Starting off, I watched one by myself. It's been sitting on the queue for quite some time. This is a Netflix movie. Wait, let, let me bring you in. Okay. <clears throat> All by himself. Yeah, I watched it in my own sadness with a bag of uh, Cheetos. It was great. Cheetos and Mountain Dew and a movie called Blood Surf. <laughs> this movie has some of the worst looking still shots on the netflix that you could possibly choose like the cover looks like oh this is a shitty knockoff of like lake placid or something like that or some shark movie you can't really tell what the monster is but it's definitely a monster movie and then you like what's this two guys that you've never heard of and both of them have their shirts off and one of them has bleached blonde 90s hair and they look like d-bags it looks like one of those fast guy not like fast and the furious but like knockoff hardcore guys like this might be a hardcore hardcore guys movie wait i watched the first 10 minutes of this with you didn't i before i bagged out yes well you had to take a nap which doesn't say anything about the movie because you would take a nap in the middle of uh any movie you wanted to take a nap in the middle of whiplash which i thought was the most exciting movie i'd seen in 10 years uh either way blood surf is the story of uh, four douchebags, believe it or not, one of them uh, being a female, and they're adventurers. Yet still a bag of douches. All the way. So the idea behind these two nutsacks is their plan is they're extreme guys, obviously, as I've said, and they're filming a documentary about them going surfing with sharks. How do they get the sharks to surf with them? Well, they chum the waters, of course. Then they cut their feet with knives, and then they go surfing. Wouldn't that cause you to bleed out because the salt water... No, uh, salt actually is a coagulant. I thought that the salt water would actually um, cause you to bleed more. No, salt is a coagulant. Well, either way, them surfing with sharks is not the plot of the film, which you would think. There is a 200-year-old giant 36-foot crocodile that lives on the island where they're at. That decides to eat all of them. This movie is amazing. I loved it. I think that you guys missed out on something maybe as awesome as... Future episode? Yeah, I think it could be. I think it could be. It's it's very similar to the Shark Attack movies as far as the fun level and how stupid it is. Uh, It's better than anything that's ever been on the sci-fi channel the acting is awful the dialogue is weird there's i i was telling sam this before that there's references in the script and the lines to objects and props that don't exist in the actual shot it's don't change the script just go with it just go with it the movie Oh, it's it's mind blowing. I absolutely love uh, Blood Surf. Do not let the uh, the still shots throw you off on it. These guys are douchebags, and you can't wait for them to die. But at the same time, they're so douchey and so shitty that you almost want them to stay on screen. Mm. Amazing Australian movie. Uh, number two, Jackie and I watched this together. It's called The Conquest of Mycenae on Netflix, or its other title, Hercules versus Moloch from 1963. Yes, we did watch this one. <laughs> I yes. you were saying, yes, I like, no, you, we watched it. We did watch this. <laughs> Mullock is so ugly that it's just, oh, God, you're so grateful that they put a mask on him for most of the movie. Well, I didn't even really give a shit about that. I thought he looked terrible when he takes the mask off and reveal like, re- reveals his icky face. 
His gross, gross face. face. Yeah, he's oh, got a case gross. of gross face. Uh, it was Hercules versus Moloch is was a major disappointment. I was hoping for similar lines to Knives of the Avenger, that kind of level of fun. But this was a. It was an old movie that you would watch while you have the flu. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a drive-in movie, but it's set up as this is a good tale, and it's just not. It's like, boring and stupid. Like and the stomach flu yeah. or the butt flu? No, like the, oh my god, I'm going to take some NyQuil, I'm going to lay down and watch this movie, oh. and hope I don't shit my pants on the couch. That's what I was saying about the butt flu. Like Butt flu, you, yeah. Like, if you, if, you if you have, have to run, run out, you don't don't even pause it. Yeah, you don't care. You just you don't miss anything. I give uh, Hercules versus Moloch a stinker. Do not. Do not. Do not. Next up is DNA on Netflix with one Mark Dacoscos. 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 Discotech. Yes, the guy from Double Dragon. Is this the one Mark where he had the long hair or the short hair? Uh, this is the long hair, Mark Dacuscus. I loved this one. I absolutely love DNA. DNA is probably going to make it in my year review. It was amazing. It, let me set some things up here. Let's describe this film. In, in, by using three other references. Alien. Eh. Eh. Predator. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. And Jurassic Park. What? It was like a weird combo of the three. It, it was awesome. Plus, long-haired Mark Dacascos. Yes, it was cool. It was great. This is a silly, silly, silly movie unintentionally. I highly recommend DNA. Was with one of the silliest looking monsters that you've ever oh, seen. Oh, that monster was craptastic. No, it was craptastic. <laughs> oh, and the, and the little boy. The little boy... Dr. Ash! Dr. Ash! There's like, it's like an oh, Indiana so, Jones yeah, so it's also got a little bit of Temple of Doom in it. No time for love, Dr. Ash! Short round? Yeah, a little short round. It was great. Highly recommend DNA on Netflix. We avoided it for a long time because the cover also looks stupid. It looks like one of those late 90s asylum movies. Avoided. It. It's a creature feature that looks awful. It does look awful, but it's great. Next is, on YouTube, Curse 2 or... The American title, The Bite. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is another... Like another. Like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, dude, totally. Another sequel that has nothing to do with the first one. This makes it into... I would put this into a double feature with American Kickboxer 2, or AK2. We'll call this TC2? The Curse 2? The Bite? It... I'm just going to say one thing about this film. The villain is the good guy's hand that turns into an evil snakehead. Yeah, let, let me just break it down for you. Evil snakehead hand. I'm not the one who's so far away when you feel <laughs> yeah, it's, the it's, snake bite it's, it's a Godsmack video, but shitty at the same time. It is so cool. Shitty and with the, the giant hand from the Everlong video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh basically. Or that shit that I saw when the... Uh, Clouds taste metallic. Um, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh, God. The Flaming Lips. Flaming Lips. Yeah, the Flaming Lips have the laser hand show that if you're on drugs, it will fuck your shit up. Well, guess what? If you're on drugs, Curse 2, The Bite, will fuck your shit up. If you're sober, Curse 2, The Bite, will fuck your shit up. This is amazing. I loved this film. And if this movie taught me anything... If the person you're with has a snake bite hand, have sex with them. The snake bite hand will not attack you. 
And I also learned that if you do happen to have a giant uh, snake hand, a snake head hand, evil snake hand, I yeah. guess. A snake head in the hand is worth two in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> if you cover it up with um, uh, uh, surgical gauze, it will never be evil. But as soon as you remove the surgical gauze, it will become super evil. Yeah, it'll chase anything. Little kids, uh, really religious people, cops, and, the person oh, you just and, banged. And if your head comes off backwards, like if you un- unhinge your head uh, at the jaw and you die, a lady will still potentially think that you're okay and still kind of love you a bit. A bit. A bit. This or at is- least make you dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she's the dinner. That's the problem. You got an evil snakehead hand. So she just made you dinner by taking <laughs> off her clothes. Hey, why don't you wear something uncomplicated? Because I'm going to eat you. His anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. <laughs> his, his anaconda don't want none anyway because he's just going to eat you. Yeah, because it's evil. Giant hand snake. Uh, cruel jo- cr- curse to the bite on YouTube. Uh, very high quality YouTube rip. Great movie. Uh, last but not least, also on YouTube, Cruel Jaws, or its Italian title, Jaws 5. The sequel I have heard to about Jaws this. 4. <laughs> this thing. This thing has about five minutes of original footage in it. So it's, it's like a game of death too? Yes, it is. Uh, and I think it's worse than that. No, Game of Death 2 easily has 30 minutes of original footage. There is not a single shark in this film that is A, not stock footage that you've seen a hundred times on the Discovery Channel. Uh, B, part of Jaws 1, part of Jaws 2, part of... Uh, Orca. Uh, no, or there's no Orca footage in it. Uh, there's another shark movie in it that I have never seen that looks amazing because the the stock the footage that they borrowed is easily one of the worst looking fake sharks I've ever seen. Yeah. It just sits with its head above water, waiting for food, just sitting there for at least thirty frames with its mouth open, just a just a stationary shark head floating above water. Cruel Jaws. By Bruno Mattai. Oh, really? Borrowed footage. Now, the fun thing uh, about the borrowed footage is this is how unbelievable Bruno Mattai believes his audience is. The Star Wars theme song makes an appearance twice. So the the music was made by a guy that had some smooth hands and a mixer. Mm-hmm. Yep. By borrowing from the most popular movie of all time. Yeah, that's some talent when you can uh, run the pots like that and slide it and and make it into a new song and nobody notices. No, everybody noticed. Everybody noticed. It is unavoidably noticeable. We, like, watch this film and tell me if you can't spot Star Wars in it. There's actually this a- shark jumps up with a lightsaber. <laughs> it's amazing. Now, the funny uh, trivia behind this movie is that Shout Factory wanted to put this into their catalog because they own the rights to Cruel Jaws and they won't release it on DVD. Because they're afraid of getting sued. 
there is that much borrowed shit in this movie that the only way you can watch it is on YouTube. You think they're probably in some sort of fair use argument that because it's been so modified that it's become a new thing. Yeah, it is a new thing. It's I'm not I'm not giving it a thumbs up uh, do because of the borrowed footage and it's amazing amount of borrowed footage. It's crazy stupid. It's awesome. I totally love Cruel Jaws. Total stinker do. Jackie? I'm going to ride the fence on this one. Oh, okay. On the fence. Fair enough. Because of the borrowed footage or because you just don't like shark movies as much as I do? I have weird things about shark movies. Everybody knows this. I don't like water I can't see through. I watched Jaws as a kid. It screwed me up for life. So these kind of movies, I don't know. I mean, it was entertaining. There's a child. Oh, my God. We forgot about the best part of this film. Shitty Hulk Hogan. Yeah, shitty Hulk Hogan with the kid that who was in a wheelchair. Who can't, who can't walk, but can obviously swim with her legs. <laughs> it's so dumb. This is a masterpiece in shit. shit. I absolutely love Cruel Jaws. I, I don't like shark movies because I feel that sharks are, are nature's best friend in the sea. And we should love them. Nature's even best. if they eat us. I don't know what that means. They, if you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. That's Unless not true. Unless you're swimming together. What if you look like a delicious you. seal? Yeah, if you're a big fat ass and you have some flippers on, you're dead. You're getting the old chomparoo. I watch Discovery Channel. They're our nature's best friends. No, they're not, mm. Sam. More people die from fucking bees. The actually, bees! Is it bees? Bees! Actually, bees Bees are fucking dangerous. Well, Sharks I'm- are dangerous, but bees are super dangerous. <laughs> They should make a movie about bees. Oh, yeah. They, oh, wait, they, they have done did. that like 70 times. Well, we have to move on. We're going to open up a new segment on this show, and I think it's going to be a recurring one for probably the rest of history. This is called Good Neighbor, Bad Neighbor. A popular game among the three of us. Yes, we have been playing Good Neighbor, Bad Neighbor for many years, and now we're finally ready to uh, share it with the rest of you. The rules of this game are you name a guy, and you decide everybody gets an argument whether he is a good neighbor or she. Or a bad neighbor. We're going to start out with one Dominic Toretto from the Fast franchise. Jackie, good neighbor, bad neighbor. I'm going to go with good neighbor. Oh? Because he's he's one of those people that would keep those punk motherfuckers from skateboarding on your lawn. Skateboarding on your lawn. Can you skateboard on somebody's lawn? <laughs> no, but he... Okay, so what I'm saying is that... Lawn. He's going to get rid members, of the teenagers. Yeah, he's going to get rid of gang members and all that crap. They're like, no, we don't want to go into that street because Toretto lives there. And that guy's one crazy mother effa. Mm! I think... He, and so, yeah, I'm all about him. And he probably will invite you over for a beer when he's bored. Okay. Sam? I think to one step further, not only would he keep... The bad teenage element off your lawn, he would be like, you know, I used to be like you, and he'd teach them a lesson, and he'd show them how to work on cars, and he'd turn them into a a criminal that was good for hunting people down Hmm. and saving the world. He probably has a really nice internship program going. (laughs) In terms of just a neighbor, because he's, I'm all about the family. That's what's real. It's the only thing that's real. If you're his neighbor, he'd be like, this family... But you really got to be good to your neighbors, too. And he'd be like, you want to come over for a barbecue? Endless yeah, barbecues, for sure. Endless barbecues. I think, even though this is the first time that we've played the game on the show, as I'm thinking about it, he is possibly the best neighbor ah, 
ever. You are incorrect. Okay. Except I will give that you one reason. He drinks to Corona. Yeah. Well, that's fine. That that's means he's not going to drink my beer. Yeah, I exactly. like that a lot. I have. I am the one lone dissident. I say bad neighbor because a endless barbecues, but you show up to that barbecue and it's a little weird. It's a strange barbecue. There's some Tyrese Gibson guy there spouting off his mouth. You don't want to be his friend, but he's always there. Second of all, he's funny. And if you're a hot lady, you're in with the Tyrese. He's funny. And second of all, Dominic Toretto's always just telling every you how much like we got to stick together and we got to we got to team up and and one for each other and all for one. I just met you. I I work at a bank and you're a fucking criminal. Third of all, his house fucking explodes. Yeah, I was going to say as I'm thinking about it, the real problem is is that pieces of his house will fuck up your house when it explodes. Imagine going over to Dominic's property and being like, "Dominic, um again, there's bits of your house through my window." Part of your chimney just shattered my child's face. Could you please stop it with the fast and furious bullshit? I'm out. Dominic Toretto is a bad neighbor. Uh, 50-year-old Dominic Toretto, best neighbor ever. Hmm. I'm with Sam. Best Mo- neighbor. Moving on. Major Scott McCoy, also known as Chuck Norris from the Delta Force. He's a good neighbor because he's never fucking around. He's Jackie? a bad neighbor. You can never borrow any sugar or anything from that guy without him giving you the third degree. What do you want the sugar for? What are you going to use it for? Hmm. How much sugar do you really need? Hmm. Do you really just need a cup or do you just only need a half cup and you're trying to get a whole cup? And when you are around... When are you going to pay me back? And you need green beans <laughs> or <laughs> Budweiser. potato salad. <laughs> if you need potato salad or Budweiser, you're like, hey, I brought potato salad and Budweiser. Sweet. Hey, when are you coming back from your uh, sales job? Because that's what he says <laughs> yeah, to you. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm in sales. <laughs> Actually, you have to do my check. I'm in sales. <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, yeah, what do you sell? Uh, metal. <laughs> Neat. Hey, when are you coming back? Mostly lead. Yeah, mostly hot lead. <laughs> uh, I, I'll I'll be back maybe next month. <laughs> All right, well, come on by, you know, hey. Would you like me to bring more potatoes? <laughs> hey, sure, whatever you want. Bring those Budweisers by. We'll see ya. Sam and I are are on one page. Great neighbor. Absolutely. Major Scott McCoy. No, too suspicious. Peeking in your windows. Bad neighbor. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. He only gives a fuck when the president calls and says, hey, we got a situation, and it ain't you, buddy. You work at a bank. <laughs> Last but not least, John Wick. Good neighbor. Oh, because there's just that one time that you see him killing someone in the yard and you're like, are you okay, John? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I got this. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, so are we still playing poker next Thursday? I think so. Uh, if I'm not there, though, you know, go ahead and give somebody else my seat. I would pretty much fucking say I'm in. <laughs> if I'm not back, then I'm not back. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, your thoughts on John Wick? I don't know. <laughs> you're you too, don't you're know. scared. I would be scared of John Wick. I'd be like, okay, so if I was a single lady, I'd be like, yeah, John Wick, awesome neighbor. Like, hey, can I walk your dog or pet your penis or you know, maybe bring you a pie? Um, but if you're like a regular neighbor, you're like, I don't know about that guy. He was like, 
burying something in his yard last week and then his dog was dead, I'd be a little suspicious. I'd be like, how do I know that he's not going to kill my dog? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't know that somebody mm-hmm. broke in and killed his yeah. dog. You would you'd not. Be, you would not. You'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? You would see the cops. You would see the cops show up and, and he would just walk away. He would clean up the situation so much to be like, there was some disturbance last week. I, I, you know, I'm sorry about that. I took care of it. Oh, so everything's fine? Oh, yeah. And then I think one of the things that would make him the best neighbor is, of the three that we've talked about, is that when he goes on his sweet car rides, mm-hmm. if you got to be friends with him enough, he'd be like, hey, you want to go on a sweet car ride? Like, oh, yeah, I'd like to ride around in the Mustang. And then he'd take you out to the airstrip and, you know, blow your doors off. He'd be like, whoa. He's like, you want to try? Yes, I do. This sounds like you've thought about this a lot. I would like to be neighbors with that man. I am uh on the fence here. I'm I'm going to I'm going to pull a Jackie and say I don't know because there's problems with John Wick. He has trouble floating around him. Now, he will uh he'll kill some guys for sure if uh if they do bad to John Wick. Who's to say you're not some collateral damage that gets killed before John Wick can avenge your ass? Like, oh, hey, John, did you hear about the game? Oh, bad guys from Russia shot me in the face and I'm dead. You'll be avenged. You will be be avenged. avenged. You will be avenged. You'll also be dead. You'll be dead. But I like the fact that I would be avenged. And I think he does a decent job containing the collateral damage. Yeah, except for that fucking dog. Well, that was in his own house. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What are you doing in his house, Justin? I'm petting his goddamn dog. Uh-huh. That's one of the things about being a good neighbor, is you also have to be a good neighbor and not go in his fucking house. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, never. Mind your own goddamn business. All right, well, there you go. Sam, tell us about Universal Soldier. Universal Soldier was made in 1992, or released in 1992. Directed by Roland Emmerich. Roland motherfucking Emmerich. His films, most of which are English language... <laughs> Because he's German. Really? I, I, I didn't know. He's I, I, German. I don't understand the dialogue in any of his films. I am, It's very foreign to me, so that's a surprise. English language Hollywood productions have grossed more than $3 billion worldwide, Sally. which is all of a sudden not, not that much money when Fast or Furious 7 has already made $1.3 billion. Yes. Yeah, that is a lot of money, but you have to think that Roland Emmerich is a staple for shitty movies. Like, he's... Like, Some of I his movies are not that bad. Everybody Some of his movies are not that every bad. every year about the Roland Emmerich. Oh, I don't... I hate Roland Emmerich. And then everybody wants to... Everybody ends up seeing that movie. The guy's a fucking model for there's shitty some, movies. There's some decent stuff. He, I really will... I, I'll go to bat for Stargate all night long. Sure, everybody likes Stargate. Anyway. I like all of them. He began his work in the film industry by directing the film The Noah's Ark Principle. 1984 as part of his university thesis this is exciting because when uh say lucas did thx 1138 they liked it so much they remade it uh-huh. his student film got released in 20 countries they didn't change it Whoa. the noah's ark principle was released in its state and it was uh like a, a 1.2 million deutschmarks they originally came up with their own 20,000 uh, got things going and then got enough money for it, but I thought you were going to say that they ended up coming up with their own mark just for him. The 
Emmerich Mark. Emmerich. You made too much money. Too many Deutschmarks. The Deutschmark. No, they didn't do any of that. He loves schnitzels. I love Wiener schnitzel. He's a collector of art, active campaigner for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered community. Openly gay. He is also a campaigner for awareness of global warming and equal rights. Yeah, I would have never guessed oh, that. Oh, what from a his puppy movies. hugger! I would have never guessed that. You from know what? Like, you hug puppies all day, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. I've got a psychological do. disorder. That's why I'm <laughs> oh, doing it. All right. Oh, well, I may. Oh, yeah, maybe whatever. After his thesis project, the Norris Arc Principle became a very unlikely success, released in 20 countries. He would produce and direct. And help write Moon 44 with Michael Pare. This film, beyond garnering attention because of its low budget and high, high uh, visual value, would also introduce him to Dean Devlin, who we would later collaborate with on, of many things, Stargate, this project as well, uh, Universal Soldier. And they'd work together exclusively, all projects together until 2000, which the last movie they did together was The Patriot with Mel Gibson, which was a huge success. Well, I like that movie. They're all huge successes. Other than these two. Yeah, other than some of the ones that he's done lately. Uh, it was their last co- collaboration, but they are back together for the planned 2016 expected blockbuster ID42 Part 1 Forever. ID2. ID2. ID4. Part 2. Part Wait, one more time? Okay. ID42 Part 1 Forever. I'm getting Independence Day? Because Independence Day was acronymed ID4. Oh, because the 4th of July. Yeah. ID4 2. Part 1. Part 1. Forever. Forever. Fuck yeah, man. I'm in. So it's actually called Independence Day Forever Part 1, but I, I made the rest of that up. I just shit Is Goldberg my pants. in there? Goldberg. Goldberg. Goldblum. Goldblum. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. Bloomy. Oh, I, I what think else is Bloomy was going to do it. I don't know. Yeah, he should do it. No, yeah, Bloomy's doing it. Uh, Will Smith isn't doing it. No. Oh, no. Oh, Boo. no. He's not getting jiggy oh, with no. it. No, oh, please, that's too bad. Please, yeah, no. With the Give 2016 release date, he's probably going to renege and he show up. He should get some of that Jamie Foxx action that he had in uh, the White House. I, I bet he shows up and he does the Randy Quaid shit. Yeah, and Randy That Quaid. would be badass. See, I'm getting so pumped. And it, well, you got two years, so you keep getting pumped. I will For not a year. stop you got getting a year pumped. Uh, Devlin appears... As an additional writer on this film, Stargate was the first film to have a website. The first film ever to have its own website was Stargate. I am pretty confused about that because I thought that I revealed uh, about six months ago that Star Trek Generations was the first movie to have its own website. I do not believe that is the case because this is much before that. I'm a little confused because I thought we were watching... um... Universal Soldier. Dean De- Devlin, as I'm talking about right now. Not uh, Stargate. Dean Devlin ran the website himself. It was quite interactive, especially for 1994 standards. Hmm. Mario, Which Cass- is, ironically, the same year as Star Trek Generations, just so you know. Talk about the hot buns and Universal Soldiers. That's we- what I'm interested in. How much nudity is in this movie? You, mm. you have uh, opened up the... Uh, Pandora's box. Pandora's of- box of web business... Sam, this is some What's national email? treasure shit that Hit we got to get Hit us with that email involved. right now, because we'd love some corrections. Uh, talk at Stinker Madness, if you can tell us which was first, Star Trek Generations website or 
Stargate's website. And we'll give some, you know, you know, bust up the wiki a little bit. I don't know if that came off wiki, actually. Mm. All right. Uh, Mario Kassar is the executive producer of this film. You will know him as the co-founder of Karelco. Oh, Karelco. This is, in fact, pizza. a Karelco film. Hey, how This is a Karelco film. This is also a TriStar film. Which has... Yeah. Which we will see again when Jackie chooses uh, the uh, Cutthroat Island, which bankrupts oh, the ac- company. Abs- oh, yep. That's both of them. The other uh, vested interest being Andrew G. Vagna. What? Andrew G. Vagna. Oh, he was that kind of Oreo-looking lady that played bass in that one band that Prince liked a whole lot and then banged her for some nope. time, and she was in that nope. movie with... Uh, John Stamos. No, nope, no, nope, it's not. It's not uh, her. It's Andrew G. Vagna. It's not bad enough when your last name is Vagna, but your middle name is G. It starts with a G. So you've got the G spot coupled with the Vagna. Vagna. That's terrible. Yeah. How do you not change your name? And uh, if you're if you're wondering, the name Karalco was just bought from Panama. That was a a studio that they bought all the equipment from. They just bought it and the name. They barely used any of the equipment. They actually just bought the name and kept it. Somehow, this is our first Van Damme movie. Despite not having the track record of Dale Apollo Cook, known from such films of American Kickboxer 2, he does have a very win-heavy kickboxing record. Beyond kickboxing, he did ballet. He is quoted as saying... If you can survive a ballet workout, you can survive a workout in any other sport. Wow. He made an uncredited appearance in Woman Between Wolf and Dog. His first credited appearance was as Gay Karate Man in Monaco Fever. Monaco his, Fever, sure. His first major role was in No Tr- No Retreat, No Surrender, which is really hard to get a hold of. And his next film was his first lead in the ever-popular Blood Sport. This is our... Most certainly are not our first outing with Dolph Lundgren, so I'm not even going to talk about him. Dolph is is a mainstay here. Yeah. Mm. Before you get to Dolph, can I can I throw no, out? A... I'm done with Dolph. We did. We just. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to throw out a JCVD quote here. <clears throat> a cookie has no soul. It's just a cookie. But before it was milk and eggs, and it's eggs. There's the potential for life. Care for another? Yeah, why not? One more. That was weird. In the year 3000, people are going to speak with sound waves. Don't think I'm crazy. The whales do it. Dolphins, too. We do it now, you stupid Belgian dickhead. I love <laughs> animals. I have nine dogs and a kitty. My <laughs> That cat is not alive. <laughs> my, my, my biggest orgasm, not in a sexual way, is to walk with my dogs on the beach. Okay. Wow, what a jackass. If you phone a psychic and she doesn't answer the phone before it rings, hang up. <laughs> okay, wait, what? If that's actually sound advice, <laughs> that is sound advice. If you, you should take that to heart. If you phone a psychic and she doesn't answer the phone before it rings, hang up. <laughs> no, that is absolute yeah, sound advice. Work. That is that's actually brilliant. Air is beautiful, yet you cannot see it. It's soft, yet you cannot touch it. Air is a little like my brain. <laughs> All right. He's a brilliant man. Yes. In, in an insane way. Uh, so here's a little trivia about the film. The young couple that Luke 
with Jean-Claude Van Damme's character, reacts to with the Hoover Dam incident are actually the same same young couple in the beginning in Vietnam. They recycled an entire couple in this film. They're all supposed to be American Universal Soldiers, but they are played by Belgian Van Damme, Swede Lundgren, and a German Ralph Moeller. Ooh. And a German Roland Emmerich. Another uh, little film trivia. This is the last film to be recorded in CDS, which was the predecessor to DTS. The cinema digital sound? I'm yeah. Guessing. The first screenplay was ori- initially called Crystal Nights. I bet the crystal meth probably affected that. <laughs> uh, the Grand Canyon bus chase scene, we were talking about recycling with the shark movies. Uh-huh. The Grand Canyon bus chase scene has been used as uh, library footage in the Fred Olin Ray film Critical Mass, produced by one... Andrew Stevens. Yeah, Jim, Jim, Jim. What's it, Jim? Jim, what's his name? Jim Winorski. Jim Jim Winorski, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Some of the shit in this ends up in the shit that Winorski bought. For $5,000. Yes. Vietnam scenes were filmed at the Kingman, Arizona golf course. Oh, boy. With set dressings and fake foliage. All I have to say is good job, art department. It's a fucking golf course. (laughs) Because I didn't know that when I watched it. I was like, that's Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's what it looks like. There's a yeah. bunch of old guys walking around, yeah. and they've got tiny cars that are all painted white. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's you know it's December in Arizona, and they're trying to film this and be like, can we play through? <laughs> uh, Luke Deverell, his code name in the movie is Unisol Program, is GR44. That's a recurring theme. Now, that's to keep an eye out for anytime you watch a Roland Emmerich film because of Moon 44, he likes to put the number 44. 44. It's like in... the 43 in Star Trek. <sighs> or not. No, you didn't. You guys didn't know that. The 43 is a recurring. Re- you cannot find an episode that does not have the number 43 oh, or a sum or a quotient or a product of the number 44. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Uh, keep an eye out for Eric Norris, Chuck Norris's son. Eric. GR86. He's a successful race car driver. Good for him. Michael J. White in one of his first appearances. Oh, hey, how about him? Oh, he sucks. Tiny Lister. Zeus. GR55. Jerry Orbach. He's a Jerry Orbach. And Christopher Van Velk, Varenberg. Hmm. That's, that's his, that's, uh, Van Damme's real name. This is his son's first oh, appearance brother. as young Luke Devereaux. And I'm out. Excellent. Well, watch the Universal Soldier. I don't think it's streaming, but uh, I believe that everybody owns this film, so you should have no problem watching it and then getting back to us while we get to the chopper. Thank you for listening to Stinker Madness. If this is your first time, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll come back to listen more. But now, we'd like to ask all of our listeners for a small favor. We aren't ranking as high as we'd like, and we need your help. Would you please take just a couple of minutes to rate and review us on your preferred listening platform, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you can. It takes many hours each week to bring you this show, and just a couple seconds of your time is a huge help for us. And for those of you that have already done this, we say thank you.